Welcome to Conway TNT, Conway Then, Now, and Tomorrow. I'm your host, Grant Gordy. And I'm your co-host, Lori K. Smelton. Both of our families have been around the area for at least five generations. Whether you have been here all your life or moved here recently, we bring community-focused information. We hope that you will find it. Our goal is to reminisce on our past and maybe even give you a few tidbits you didn't know. We also will keep you up to date on what is happening now and in the future. Grant and I are both with First Community Bank and are excited to bring this podcast to you as well as our community-focused style of banking. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're here today uh, with two distinguished gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Harrison and Mr. James McLean. I can not only call you guys friends, but also colleagues. Two colleagues It's in the Banker house. Day in the house. It is, it is Banker Day. Welcome, guys. I Appreciate know. That makes everybody very excited already. Woo! We have some bankers. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Let the yawn ensue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got two two completely different perspectives uh, today, and our topic is moved here, moved away. And essentially, we want to talk to these two gentlemen, one in Jerry, having moved here to Conway years ago, and uh, the changes he's seen over those years, and uh, with James having grown up here and then moved away, the changes he's seen uh, with respect to coming back. So, gentlemen, glad y'all are here with us. All right, so let's just kick this off. Um, Jerry, what brought you to Conway? I have a feeling it might be what brought a lot of people to Conway. You bet. It was uh, UCA. Uh, Grew up in the uh, big metropolis of Humphrey, Arkansas. Uh, Starts with a U, not an H. It starts with an H, but you pronounce the H is silent. Okay, okay, okay. Well, good we got that cleared up. Yeah, if nothing else, we've got that cleared up on this Mm -hmm. podcast. but. Unless you're a duck hunter or from that area, not many people know where uh, my hometown is. But just to kind of put it in perspective, it's about an hour southeast of Little Rock. It's just to the southwest of Stuttgart. Uh, How many in your graduating class? I had 26. Okay. It was bigger than Are we sitting with a valedictorian, possibly? You actually are. Oh, Cole. 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 Actually, I had to share. There's two of us in the house. I had 19 and was valedictorian. And that sounds impressive until I tell them how many I graduated with. Nobody has to know. We shouldn't have asked that question. Are we sitting with another? So unless I directly ask that question, I don't say Yeah, I did the same. Jerry, are you divulging the year that you brought the game to Uh, I am not. Not. No problem. <laughs> no, 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 actually, I came to UCA. I graduated uh, high school in 85. Awesome. Went to UCA from 85 to 89. Uh, graduated on time. Did graduate on time. Had to go to summer school to play a little catch-up. I did too, but yeah, we got there. We got there. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. I only bring that up relative to the population at the time you recall. Roughly. You know, uh, I was thinking about that earlier. I think around 25. I would say around 25 because yeah. I think so. I graduated college in '85 and got into the business world. So when you were coming, I was kind of leaving. Mm-hmm. I guess we kind of tagged on the way uh, in and out. Right. But I started business, and I feel it was around 25. That's what, that's what I was thinking as well. So obviously grown a lot in, in that respect. But uh, yeah, I went to UCA. Then I got a job in in. Uh, Little Rock, I was in public accounting for a couple of years, figured I didn't want to make a career out of that. So kind of transitioned into banking, worked for Regions Bank downtown in their trust division for about 10 years. Uh, got married. Uh, my wife at the time was teaching in Little Rock. She was looking for an opportunity to teach here in the Conway School District. 
she got that opportunity, uh, so we moved to Conway. I commuted for about a year uh, back in, you know, to Little Rock, still worked at Regions at the time, until an opportunity for another banking position came open here in Conway, and, uh, you know, I took that job, and, and the rest is history. All right. Brother James, not to freeze you out, but tell us, tell us your history in Conway coming from well, a young man that grew up here. Well, my, uh, my father was an Episcopal priest, retired several years ago. But uh, we were living in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And in 1985, he was asked to become an Episcopal priest here at St. Peter's, which is not too terribly far from where we are recording right now. I grew up in that church. Did you? Okay. I did. Okay. And... Uh, so we, so I had finished ninth grade at Southwest Junior High in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and then my parents dropped a bombshell. Hey, we're moving to Conway. So that was kind of a little bit of a shock. So we moved the summer before tenth grade, and I graduated from Conway, went to UCA for a little bit before I then transitioned to the University of the Ozarks in Clarksville. But um, I graduated in 1988, and it was I had a wonderful high school experience. I had a wonderful uh, kind of coming of age in Conway, and it was so much, di- I mean, the, the, it has been such a transformation when I come back to Conway as opposed to what it was in the 80s. I mean, there was not a better place to grow up, and I think you can agree with this, Grant, and Lori, you too, because you're a mm-hmm. Faulkner County girl. Yep. Um, Conway was just a wonderful place to grow up. It was a wonderful place to be a teenager. And uh, I just have such fond memories. And a lot of folks, you know, they, oh, I didn't have a really good high school experience. I had a wonderful high school experience. I agree. Um, I loved Conway High. It was, a, it was really, really, really wonderful. Met so many lifelong friends. And uh, I don't think there's a community that has transformed more than Conway. And that includes Northwest Arkansas and Jonesboro, uh, who have two really dominant uh, um, uh, flagship universities, much like Conway does. But uh, when I come back, it's, it is... Um, it's it's a totally completely different place, I think in a positive way than it was in, in the mid and late eighties uh, when I was here. So why did you leave if you thought it was so great? Well, well, I, well, I I went to the University of the Ozarks, and and by that time my father had taken a position at uh, St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Batesville, Arkansas, and Batesville is about exactly an hour and a half away from Conway. And I still had a lot of folks, uh, a lot of friends in, in Conway. And so, but I would, you know, and that's where my father was. And so I would kind of go back to Batesville and got ingratiated in the community, uh, graduated. Um, it's probably a town about kind of like what Conway was, maybe? It's, it's similar. When you left. Um, it's a similar in the, in the fact that it's a, a regional hub like Conway is. It's a trade center. Uh, all of the professional services and business interests, uh, the, the dominant hospital of North Central Arkansas are located in Batesville. All the banking, uh, you know, medical facilities, all that is located in Batesville and serves that entire region. It's a very large trade area. Similar in that respect. Um, but, higher uh, ed, higher ed. Yeah, well. Lyon College is there as well, University of Arkansas uh, Community College at Batesville, which has grown significantly in the past 20 years. So there are a lot of similarities, but, um, but certainly um, Conway has just experienced a, a phenomenal growth mode uh, in the last 20 25 years uh, from when I was here. It's interesting. You, you, you bring up several things that I think are, are attributes of communities that are doing well in Arkansas, and it's tough sledding out there, but you look at higher ed, there's a strong higher ed presence. Um, you, you mentioned Fayetteville, Jonesboro, certainly Batesville, Conway. 
you mentioned the regional hub from a business perspective, and th- those um, there's a common thread there with the, the communities in the state that are either hanging on or, or thriving. Yeah, it's. I think it's become clear in Arkansas that um, you know if you do have a very large or well, you don't even have to have a large, but uh, an institution of higher learning, it really uh, contributes to positive development for communities. Well, and it and it, and it, it uh, is an entree to quality individuals like Jerry to a community that otherwise may have gone somewhere yeah. else oh, yeah. when they when they seek that higher ed. And I know the same can be said for those other communities we've mentioned. Well, lots of talent, you know, from all over the state, they come to UCA. You know, I think, I think sure. a lot of folks from the Stuttgart area have uh, gone to UCA. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, presence from that part of the state. Um, of course, you know, Fayetteville, a diverse uh, student population as well as Arkansas State. And, and, and those students, those talented people, they stay there. And, uh, and fall like in it. love with the town exactly. and stay. The, the other common thread is that they're all markets that First Community Bank services. Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely. That's uh, right. uh, Jerry, clarify something for me. I sure. know, is Umphrey technically a part of the Grand Prairie, or is it just on the outskirts? Is it, <laughs> it geographically speaking? It, it is actually, there is a street that runs right through the center of town that's called Division Street. How one side is Jefferson County, one side is Arkansas County. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, I'd, I'd say it's part of the Grand Prairie, you know, and that agriculture, obviously being that close to Stuttgart, hunting. Yeah, that's why I mentioned, uh, unless you're a duck hunter from that area, not many people know where it's at. But uh, if, if you're a duck hunter, you know, know where it's at. So what'd you do for fun when you were a teenager? You know, I, I played in sports. Humphrey, we were Class B. I think I mentioned that, but and sports, and is the school still as it was? Is it no? Still? It has consolidated okay. since consolidated several years ago. Uh, it consolidated uh, just because of, of the size, you know. Uh, but what we did, I mean, we played sports. It's pretty much the same guys. We had baseball or basketball. It was either one of those two seasons. Pretty much the same guys that played both sports. Mm-hmm. So we did that. Sounds familiar. The, yeah, did that during the school year. I, I grew up in the country. Uh, there was a lake not too far from, from my home, so I was down at the lake a lot. I fished a lot, hunted a lot, uh, played those sports, and that occupied, you know, the mo- majority of my time. While I was you had school. a three-wheeler, is that right? I did. I had a three-wheeler. That kind of sign of the times. <laughs> Absolutely. Death and, trap. And, and how I never broke a bone on it, I have no idea. But nonetheless, uh yeah, I used to jump on the three-wheeler, grab my fishing pole, and go down to the lake or, you know, go to practice. And, and uh, yeah, that's what we did the majority of the time. All right, so what would you do in Conway? I'm, I'm oh, anxious to hear what you did. It was, it was wonderful. One of, our, one of the, the uh, things that we really liked to do was go to the famous R&R station, which was, is so literally that, that totally literally, tells me how old you are Literally right there. just <laughs> doors down from where we are right now. And that was, for folks who may not know, folks probably do know, was a, an old-fashioned pool hall type place. And had, they had video games and they had uh, pool tables. And that was, for folks of my era, not quite Grant's era, but my era, that was the place to go, yeah, was, uh, was R&R Station. And, uh, the proprietor's nickname? Ape. 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 And, Ape and Norris, like that, there was not a lot of monkey business uh, with Ape around, uh, no pun intended. Um, but we would, the R&R station was kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. And we would drive around and 
whatever vehicle we had with the windows rolled down, listening to Magic 105. Conway, I believe Little Rock. there was a big cruising loop. So yep. where, tell us where the loop went. Oh, my gosh. Well, we'd go up Oak Street, and we would usually, there used to be a Magic Mart, and we would kind of turn there and kind of go back around R&R. Goodwill Industries right now used yeah. to be the Fred's. Yeah. It has morphed into, yeah, it's a Goodwill uh, store now. There was a, a, a really neat little burger place called Burger Shack. Oh, you remember yeah. Burger Shack? Best fried cheese. Oh, First yes. time I ever had fried yes. cheese. I remember fried. laughing when they put fried cheese up on their marquee. Who eats fried cheese? For those, for wow. those that don't yeah. know Burger Shack, it's where Rally's is currently located. Yeah, oh, man, it was so, so good. And, we always had friends Great that fries. there. Yeah, and we would hang out there a little bit, you know, get something to eat. But there was a lot of cruising. I don't know if kids do that much these days, but no. we did a lot of that. And but it was a big deal, we, y'all. Yeah, yeah, we did as well. We'd go to, to, to Stuttgart since it was so close and, you know, bigger population. I wish I had a nickel for every time I went up and down Main Street. <laughs> I'd be sipping on Mai Tais down the Caribbean. <laughs> but, yeah, we did a lot of that as well. I think I think that that R and R station was open just till late into the morning. I mean that fellow kept the doors open right. you know, all night long because we had some buddies who would you know have to be home like you know whatever curfew was you know midnight or eleven, and they'd go home to just you know be seen by the parents and hang out for a little bit and then double back, <laughs> double back to R and R. That was something. But we would you know. I'm, we just did a lot of hanging out, I guess, in in the in, in the eighties in Conway, and it was just really, really neat and such a neat town. And, um, well, the early eighties, uh, my era, we, our cruising spot was a little different. Um, it was what is now Hobby Lobby was Walmart, and then Shoney's was where Whole Hog okay. is. So we would turn in there at McDonald's off Oak, make that square all the way around because the movie theater was there and um then we'd go back to the same what you call magic mark turn around and do it all again and uh, then i being just a few years older than you then i went to college you know it wasn't quite as cool to cruise you know when you were in college because it was a high school thing and then married and become a business owner and then when i would get downtown and accidentally get into the loop i was i was irritated and i'm like but it was the cool thing for me that 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 was my awakening that oh my gosh i'm old i have become an old lady oak street on the weekends on the weekend nights was a cruiser's paradise Mm -hmm. you know i I think i think uh you know occasionally when we would want to kind of change it up we would go down to guyer springs uh, oh, wow. And uh, and cruise that, down that there. Change it up. That, <laughs> a little bit. Now that is a. You're, gradu- that, you're graduating <laughs> from a. Yeah. yeah that's a professional that's, level. That's, cruiser. A, that's professional cruising down there. What'd but you drive? I had oh I had a terrible vehicle. It was a it was a Mustang, probably the worst Mustang that that Ford Motor Company ever produced. The Mustang Two. It was it was awful. Because <laughs> that's what I had. It had bright white interior. Oh. It was brown. And the worst shade of brown ever. I, I mean, brown I, on white. Someone, <laughs> how they could, can you imagine not that meeting? Someone signed off on that. How, how they could possibly that that paint scheme? Who who authorized that? Who knows? 
And, um, and, uh, and, and I will tell the audience today that Grant's wearing a white, tie, a white shirt uh, with a brown tie. Brown tie. <laughs> and then it had spoked wheels on it. And it was just horrible. And, and I lived in the Bainbridge neighborhood. Yeah. That was a new neighborhood. Back that was then. a happening little was neighborhood. Yeah. Spot. yeah, I lived on Manchester. Okay. And you and had it made to, the big loop like right, like mm-hmm. all the way around. Yeah, it's still there. It's, it's, it was in the back, mm-hmm. I guess, portion of the neighborhood then. Mm-hmm. And you had to make a, a right turn to get to my house. And every time I made that right turn, car died. <laughs> <laughs> the car would die. Whenever, and it was just, it was a. Looking back on it now, you know, of course, you just got to laugh. But uh, it was a, you know, I mean, my parents bought it for me. It was very, 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 very cheap. But it got me to school. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, you were you know, proud to have it. Proud to have it. Um, you know, I'm sure it's, you know, who knows what happened to, you know, that model of vehicle now. But, uh, you know, back then, you know, there was a there were so many different styles of Mustang. Yep. And they weren't nearly as cool as they were maybe in the late 60s. But, um, James says yeah. there was a total recall on that vehicle. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, when it when it dies when you turn to the right, when, so when you I could see you thinking about how do I get turn, and I could tell. So that. when you cruised, you cruised only where you made left, left turns. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I like NASCAR. I, yeah. I had buddies. I had buddies that had much better vehicles than me. So. You know, my you my, tried to hop in with them. My vehicle was persona non grata, well, and I got I caught a lot of heck for it. But Jerry, what was the one element that when in moving to town? I know it was sort of a coming of age too, graduating from high school and then gaining your independence here in Conway. But what was the one cultural shift, so to speak, that or the amenity that was here that you didn't have back in Humphrey slash Stuttgart? Well, I would I would say. You know, when you when you graduate and and come to a new town and you're independent, you're making your own decisions, and that's a big step for for anybody. But you know, small town, we literally we had a local grocery store and a little convenience store, and and that that was about it. You know, other than the school. So just having those amenities close by, you know, and then and then going to UCA uh, on a you know, that size campus was just an experience, a great experience. It, uh, you know, just, just for the sheer size uh, and being around more people and, and the amenities, I would say, was probably the biggest piece of that. Did you live in the dorm first semester? First I did not. Year? I actually, uh, there, there were a couple guys that were a year and, and two years ahead of me in high school that uh, uh, were looking for roommates. So me and one of my classmates that graduated that was coming to UCA as well, we got a uh, four-bedroom, plush four-bedroom apartment at Clifton Street Apartments. Wow. Yes. Whoa. Hey, and, Still standing. And James, I think my room was literally the closest room to the tracks. Okay. So, so it's so shaped. I lived and they on Davis on the, on the tracks. The and for those that are so, familiar with Conway, about 38 trains a day well, blow through here. Speaking of the train, I lived in the Octopark. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. that was literally built on the train tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so, and and it all, I mean, the, the, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. The trains don't stop in But Conway, you would Arkansas. learn to sleep through it and everything. You, you and learn to sleep through it. Mm-hmm. You sure do. You do. I, I would watch late night with, with David Letterman, and then the train would come in around the time that that show was wrapping up. It was pretty consistent. 
And I knew when that came through, I could lay my head down. Time to go. Be okay. That was so funny there, because we, we every night you watched late night with Deborah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That was. I mean, that was just that was just that was a given. That was a given. Given. That's right. Well, I lived on Davis, and um, we literally, I think, I could have high fived the conductor had I just stepped out the back door, and it would. Uh, it would shake the apartment so much, and and we didn't have cable then. We were tight, and you know we had the rabbit ears on the TV. I don't even know if I realized you could get cable at that point because I come from a little town. But the TV would, you know, shake, li- oh, yeah, shake yeah. and lines would go across it yeah. when the train mm-hmm. come by. Is there anything that y'all wish that 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 today's residents could have experienced? You know, back in the, the in the mid to late 80s, because y'all's time overlapped, essentially, one of you arriving here and then one of you getting ready to leave. Is there anything you wish that, that, that they could have experienced uh, back I, I did, then, so to speak? Well, there was such an interesting... Uh, Conway always, at that point in time, had this small-town feel to it, but it was also very much... Uh, a, had a suburban uh, aspect to it, um, just being, you know, less than half an hour from Little Rock. And when I was here, it was about the time where you saw a lot of folks from Little Rock really decide, well, we're going to move out of Little Rock and, and, and we'll commute to our jobs. But, um, but it, was, it was just very, very interesting to, to have a growing up experience in such a neat little hometown place that had access, immediate access to central Arkansas. And so that 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 is a something that's that's very unique about Conway. Um, unlike it's something you don't get in Batesville. Almost oh, an no, 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 absolutely, mm-hmm. not. almost an enclave. Absolutely, but, but, yeah, and it's even more now. It's I mean I think it's very very much entrenched as a suburb, um, and I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Um, you know, Conway still has retained its character. And it's, um, we still have the small town feel. I absolutely, think. And and even though we're approaching seventy thousand people, I yeah. think we still have certainly the business community. You know, yeah. I, uh, I remember going to UCA and 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 then when I moved first moved back to Conway, uh, a few years later. At that time, you know, there were certain things that if we needed certain things like sporting goods stores and that you'd have to go to Little Rock, you know. Uh, but with the development and everything that's come along, we, we've got all the bases covered now. And it's, that's been really nice for me to see that. Uh, one of the many things uh, over the last few years since I've been a you know, resident here. Even to eat. You know, yeah, I absolutely. don't know where we used Certain, to. Mm-hmm. On the weekends, if you wanted to go out and eat, you would go to Little Rock. That's right. Do that for certain anymore. things, that's, just, that's what you had to do. But like I say, with, with the development, we've covered those bases now, but, so that's great. But looking back on it, you know, being 16, 17 years old, we would routinely just get in the car, go to Little Rock. Right. Mm-hmm. I have a 15-year-old. I would never <laughs> allow that in 100 years. I mean, but we had, I mean, it just, we would just kind of, we had a lot of freedom. And, uh, and you and, were a preacher's kid. And I was, I was a preacher's kid. Pink and, uh, you know, with, with all the connotations that it comes with that. But um, yeah, we would just we would go to Cajun's Wharf, or we would go to U.S. Pizza at uh, Levy or Levy. Right. Levy. Levy. Yeah. I'll get in trouble for calling it anything than Levy. But um, no, we would we would routinely come to go to Little Rock, and uh, and I think that was kind of you know par for the course for folks in Conway just get in the car mm-hmm. and and shoot up to Little Rock. Did either one of you hit the Wrangler? 
I never did. I, that was something I never did. I, I can I, never, I cannot. Statue limitations. Statue limitations has run out. Uh, yeah, no, it's I, okay that, to own that. One thing I did not do was hit the ring. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, I did. That's one of the few, few places it I had, did. It had its moments. It did. If there was one profound change that you've seen, both having lived here for, what, 25 years, Jerry, and then having left James roughly 25 years ago and then now coming back, what would y'all, what would you say that one profound change is? Well, well I'm sorry, Jerry, go ahead. No, I, the population, the growth, the development, you know, that, we, that we've alluded to. Uh, yeah, I mean, just the sheer, and it's a track, you know, Conway is the school districts and just the size and it's, centrally located, you know, uh, in the state. I think all those things have, have uh, attributed to that to that growth, but I'd say that, but, you know, because we talk about the population being 25, 25 and to 70 in the late 80s huge. to to 70 now. I mean, that just... They have to live somewhere. Absolutely. And, and you just don't see that. You don't see that mm -hmm. type of explosive growth over really that short a period of time. No. And, uh, and I remember that, you know, Conway was the town of uh, four-way stops yes. back in the day. And that seemed to work pretty good. And now you have these roundabouts just here. They're all over the place. Um, how do you feel not being a day-to-day? -day, how do you navigate a roundabout? Well, you know, I don't mind the roundabouts. I love them. I mean, I think they get a lot of criticism, but... I, uh, I mean, I can, I can figure it you out. You know what to do. I know what to do. I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not the, the sharpest tool in the shed, but I can definitely work a roundabout, and I think they work very well. And, and move traffic. They're built to move traffic. I'd well, you had to do, do that than be stopped at a stoplight mm -hmm. with no traffic. It's coming, the it's know? the pound it's, of cure, right? I mean, the, the 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 ounce of prevention had long since passed at the fault of no one. Right. But it, it is the pound of cure that seems to be as effective at moving traffic. Uh, as a solution as, as one go, can come up yeah, with. Yeah, from east to west. It, it, it's kind of took it, a long time. It's back neat then. to me now, though, to kind of be known for that as a community. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, it was a solution, <laughs> and it was the best solution of a, for for a, a, a serious challenge to move move traffic. But it's neat now to be. I don't know how many we have. I know that we have that. Um, Twenty. Plus. Someone at the city has that statistic, and with more to come. But it's kind of neat for that to be a. One of the things Conway's known for now. And Conway has been really blessed with a lot of great leadership and people who are, who are forward-looking, who they saw what was happening. We're experiencing huge growth. Uh, you know, uh, UCA, Hendricks are growing, and, and all these dynamic things going on. You know, sometimes it's easy to get flat-footed. And the Conway I always had, I remember when I was here, Dave Kinley, was the mayor yes. and you know really david dave yeah david yeah dave. yes and he and he was mayor for a long time if i'm not mistaken he was and, and very progressive very progressive and, and and you know it's it's really unique when you got a guy like that who sees the writing on the wall because some folks might not see that and you start stake, taking steps to make sure the city is growing along and providing services along with how you know the folks that are coming in the business growth the school growth and uh, you, for up and down the line, you've had a lot of, lot of forward-thinking folks who, uh, who said, you know, okay, we need to do this, we need to do this, we need to make these investments. And they did. And it's really, and they managed the growth well. Yeah, we had a fascinating, to me, a fascinating podcast on, uh, 
it was the chamber actually, but they talked about the leadership and the structure of Conway, and that's going on for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. And, and that's certainly not minimizing Mayor Kinley or the countless people before or after him from a leadership standpoint, which is a nice caveat into something I want to bring up. Speaking of the leaders, I know you served in the state leg, and I want you to talk. We've had some fantastic local leadership, and then also advocates on the statewide level. Talk about sort of the the the, the uh, there was a there was a bunch of you, so to speak, um, that all came through Conway Public Schools that served in the leg at the same time and and or in succession. Talk talk to us briefly about that. Well, I got elected. Uh, from Independence County, it was in 2009, I believe, and served six years, uh, term limited, for Arkansas House Representatives. And while I was there, my first term, Robbie Wills uh, was the Speaker of the House. Now, Robbie was a 1985-86 graduate mm-hmm. of Conway High, mm-hmm. so he was there. Um, and not David Johnson, who is a Conway native and graduate of Conway High, he was serving in the Arkansas Senate, and he was a 1987 graduate of Conway High. And then there's little old me <laughs> from Independence County, and I graduated in 1988, so we were all serving together in the legislature at, at that time, which was kind of unique, three Conway High School graduates in consecutive uh, uh, graduating classes. And um, um, during my third term, I had the honor of serving as chairman of the House Education Committee, and. And uh, I was there, uh, we were having a meeting, and uh, it was early in the session, and I noticed, I saw somebody out there in the crowd, and, and, and before the, we, we would get into an agenda, we would recognize folks and say, you know, if there was somebody there, we wanted to make sure that they, you know, got some recognition. And Jerry Joe Harrison, <laughs> who was the, uh, a football coach, and was at my, during my time at Conway High, was the vice principal Yes, he was dean of men. Uh, dean of men. <laughs> Connie Westbrook, during my years, was the dean of women. Yes. And uh, and so I think I kind of surprised him. And I said, is that Coach Harrison back there? And uh, and he would come occasionally, uh, him and his wife, and their retirement would come up to the legislative session and just sit in on committee meetings. So I got a, had, I got a chance to call out Jerry Joe Libby. Harrison. Libby. Yeah, yes, That's yes. Why. And, you uh, had a chance to return the favor because I'm I sure did. he called you out a few times <laughs> well, in your high school too. When, when I was in high school, um, Mr. Harrison, Coach Harrison, uh, during study hall, would pick folks to empty the trash. And that was a great honor to be picked by Coach Harrison to empty the trash, to go around and take the trash and dump it into the into the dumpster. The, pa- the payment was a, if I remember, a Coca-Cola. The payment was a Coca-Cola. And he would. And it got you out of the room. Oh, yeah. And me and my, my dear friend, John Lankford, who, uh, who uh, lives in Tennessee now, we would routinely get picked by Coach Harrison to, to pick up the trash. And, uh, and he would go with us and supervise. And then after it was done, he would put a couple of two-quarters into the soda machine, and, uh, and we would... Uh, We'd get our, that would be our payment. So, yeah, that was, Coach Harrison was just a great. There's laws player. against that now. That was, yeah, they probably can't do that. <laughs> You're going to make somebody mad even doing that. But, yeah, Coach Harrison was a great, great guy. And, uh, and like I say, Robbie Wills and David Johnson, when we're talking about leaders in this area, um, I mean, wow, you just couldn't ask for, for, you know, better folks who advocated for this community and who did so much. And I think David is practicing law in Little Rock. And Robbie is a very, 
uh, well-respected um, lobbyist. Yeah, and an, and an attorney uh, here here, yep. here in uh, Conway. Yep. That's fantastic. Appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, that speaks to the, the type of quality individual that the Conway Public Schools have put forth for years, especially in that in that tight window to have three three uh, people serving in the state legislature. It's fantastic. I, I get the question all the time if I'm kin to Jerry Joe Harrison. Okay, yeah. yeah <laughs> so, and, and I tell them I'm not, but the uh, the response is just like you alluded to. I mean, the people speak very highly of him. And, oh, yeah. So, talk to us br- briefly about y'all's roles here at First Community Bank. And your tenure, how long have you been here with the, well, with the organization? I've been with the bank for, for five years now. And um, I was in the funeral business for many years in, in Batesville. Well, that's and, uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I was, didn't know that I about was, you. I was, and, and, uh, and that's how I kind of really got to know a lot of people. In the funeral business, you know, there's no choice, but you got to do a good job. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You, don't, you don't get a second chance. You have to do a good job. And, and, uh, and so I got to meet a lot of people. And that kind of got my foot in the door with some certain things. Um, after I served in the legislature, um, you know, I, I was kind of looking for, you know, is there another opportunity? And, you know, you always want to grow and do different things. And, uh, and, and Rob Roberts, who at that time was our chief lending officer at the bank, asked me if I'd be interested in becoming a business development officer at the bank. I said, heck yes, sign me up. Didn't have to think twice about it. Um, I, have, I had known and been... Uh, um, really good friends with so many people at the bank prior to my employment with the bank. And, so well, and in the funeral business, you knew a lot of people. Yes. You know, uh, so yes. the bank recognized your and, and a lot uh, of your, su- yeah, your contacts. A lot of supporters um, um, at the bank. And, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Dale Cole and Mr. Borstover and so many others um, who, I, who I had known when they planted the flag in 1997. And so it was, just, it was a very natural thing for me to come to First Community Bank. And I was there about a year or so, and um, Rob Roberts uh, said, come upstairs, the third floor of our headquarters in Batesville. Come on up to the boardroom. We, me and Mr. Cole and, and Mr. Dover want to talk to you. Well, you immediately know what in the heck is this about. Mm-hmm. So I go up there, and they're all sitting around the table. And, and Mr. Cole uh, says, James, what do you think about becoming a loan officer? I go, whoa, 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 let's put the brakes on this now. I'm, um, you know, wait one second. No, 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 you, you'll, you'll be fine. And, and we have plenty of resources here. And I had never done anything. I, now, I can go out all day and glad hand folks and, and get folks to come to the bank and, and, and you know, you know get, get business. I mean, I can do that. But I had never done anything, you know, as technical as this. But uh, Mr. Dover, I'll never forget him, said, oh, well, if, if it was rocket science, shoot, we couldn't do it. <laughs> when, someone's, when, when, when the bank president says that to you, watch out. <laughs> right, right. Because these guys are very smart. Yes, they're and they sharp. they are mm-hmm. very capable, and they're just good human beings. But I started on my journey becoming a loan officer. And uh, I trained under Cheryl Lewis, and I think we all know Cheryl. And that's her kind of her unofficial role in the bank is to kind of when folks kind of come in who maybe don't have the experience of a Jerry here, who is, you know, his, and Lori, who have forgotten more about banking between cups of coffee than I'm ever going to know, she kind of takes folks under her wing and kind of shows you the process, um, how we do things at First Community Bank. And, uh, and from there, it just kind of took off, and it dominates most of my time. I'm, I'm, you know, on my business card, it says uh, 
lender and business development um, officer, but, uh, but the vast majority of my time is spent on lending. Jerry? I've been with the bank, as, as Grant knows, uh, since he hired me, uh, since October of, of 19, when we first opened our branch here in Conway. Grant and I had had some discussions. I was at a, another bank here in, in town uh, as a lender. Grant and I had some discussions probably a year or so before joining the bank, just uh, you know, throwing out the idea of, of the branch opening here in Conway and, and how maybe we could partner in that endeavor. So we had talked about it for a while, and this, the opportunity came to fruition you know, in September, October of 19. And having worked with Grant uh, over the years and, and the vision of what we were trying to do here in Conway, and I'd never had the opportunity to build, you know, build from the ground up like we're doing here. And that opportunity uh, uh, was a challenge that, that uh, intrigued me and, uh, you know, I wanted to take advantage of. And certainly the relationship with Grant had a lot to do with that as well. And and the team that we've built in the meantime and the plans and uh, that we've got underway, you know, with the building and the growth of uh, in this market is just a challenge that uh, I've really enjoyed and look forward to for the next several years. I know, you know, when I got the trip to Batesville uh, to meet Mr. Dover, Mr. Cole and the folks up there, I was so impressed with uh, I'm sure Jerry is you, the integrity, Absolutely. the um, normalness, I mean, average guy, no attitude, um, just good all around people. It's like, you know, this is, this is a place I can Absolutely. hang my hat for the rest of my career. I'm, ha I'm happy here. And, and that's the thing about, about First Community Bank. And we, and, 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 you know, I think, I think we all enjoy, um, you know the culture um, of the bank, and and, and it's, it's it's to me it's just very very unique. I've had a, a, a lot of different experiences, but the esprit de corps, I guess you could say, is so much different here than any place I've ever worked, and the origin story of the bank is so different than maybe a lot of other banks um, across the state. It's a really interesting story. Um, it's different. And I think the philosophy of the bank is different than than some others. Um, and 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 I'm not trying to say, you know, um, good, bad, or indifferent, but it's just it's 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 a different way of looking at banking and dealing with people. And um, and that's what has uh, really kind of blown me away in, in these in this you know past five years is um, really how special the place is and 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 the people. And like I say, and, and bringing in a Grant Gordy, a Lori Melton, you know, Jerry Harrison, um, that's what the bank does. That's, that's how we do it. We go find the best people, and we go into dynamic markets, and we plant the flag. And it's not a, you know, we're not looking to, you know, we're, we're looking at a long-term relationship with our employees and our customers and our communities. And that's, a, that's something that you may not, you don't see everywhere. i tell you what I interviewed with... Uh... Mr. Cole and Mr. Dover and Hank when, and, and Grant and I went up there and visited with them. I was really impressed, Lori, to your point, how approachable they are. Mm -hmm. You know, Open I mean, I feel policy. comfortable. I, I'd pick up the phone right now and have a conversation Absolutely. with them and feel comfortable in doing so. But uh, uh, one of the big things that impressed me, too, was the growth 
and how we acquired that growth and that it was just through organic primarily. Didn't, very little was through acquisition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very impressive. That speaks highly of what the culture of the bank was, and that's really resonated with me. I think there's only been one acquisition and in it the was bank's very history. And it was very, 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 very small. minimal. Right? Very, very right. small. And not many banks can say that exactly. with the growth that we've experienced, you know, in this time. So. But I'm, I'm just happy. Like I, I should have, I tell people all the time, I should have gotten involved with the bank a lot sooner um, because it has been such a wonderful experience transitioning out of the legislature. And, now, and when I left the legislature, I ran for state senate and, um, and, and lost an election. So I was coming off of that. And then for this opportunity to come up, it has been just amazing. It's been amazing. It's been a great, and, and this level of experience that you get, um, you know, I, I tell people it's like, it's like getting a master's degree, getting paid to get a master's degree, being a lender at a big bank and seeing so many different things and learning so many different things. It, and really how the amazing. bank touches every industry, you know, in oh, town, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no matter how big, how little. But I'm sitting here in a room of experienced financial people, and and I'll just ask y'all, have you seen a bank that in the course of 20 plus years has grown to the level that our bank has? Not the way they have grown. That, that's you know, I've, I've worked uh, for a bank that grew faster, but they did it through acquisition. Exactly. But mm-hmm. that's the, yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, it, it, it's just really interesting. Which how, is a totally different animal. Doesn't, again, mean wrong. There's no... No, no, right or wrong way, but the the way different it's model. been, yeah, different business model, um, but the uh, the way this has been done is actually when you come from that and you then you look back and go, oh my gosh, how did they do it? And what got me uh, to want to work here? They hand me the annual report and the growth chart that was in there uh, was quite incredible and when I realized it was no acquisition and there was not a bad year anywhere in the 22 years at the time. Well, well how do y'all, I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to take over your podcast, but you're, how, the, you're the guest, but how, <laughs> tell, this is your podcast. Well, what, what do y'all think about, I mean, from the, cause you have all been in different bank settings. How would you compare your prior experiences um, at different institutions to First Community Bank? Well, I, I'll, so I got to, I helped start a bank from scratch. Um, and um, the, the, the other, you know, and I'm helping Conway First Community Bank get started. So there are some similar similarities in that. However, we were the mothership. And so there was some pain points that came with that because we didn't have the experts or the systems put in place to go, we had to create those. So it was um, very stressful, fun, when, you know, it was a wonderful experience as well. Uh, but they chose the acquisition mode and, and got big quick and, uh, again, loved, loved that. But for this time in my life, I'm so happy here, and we have such great chemistry among us as um, as ten employees right now in this small. We've said when we get moved to our big building, it we'll miss this little quarters where we just pop up over our cube and yell, 
what's for lunch or something like that. And, you know, we we do our birthday lunches once a month and things like that. It's just, um, it's just a fun environment. It is um, one of those, again, open door policy. I just don't feel like, I don't, I feel no pressure of accidentally messing up. If I do, it's a, I'm so sorry. I didn't know, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, you would, you do it that way. I'm sorry. I've always done it this way and you move right on and, uh, they're also very willing to listen. Well, tell me why you did it this way. That might be a better way. So, um, to review that. So, um, just uh, quality to me, it represents uh, like small town America, small town American banking kind yes, of is yeah. is. Uh, I feel like it. The old days of maybe. Uh, for those in Conway, you know, I grew up in the first national bank system back when we had two banks and uh, everyone was buddies and you were, you had relationships with your customers. And um, while banking has changed dramatically since then, it's refreshing to see that it still can happen that way. Yeah, for myself, the, the bank I came from was, was a really small family-owned bank that I think we had 135, $140 million in total assets. So your capital ratio limits and everything was significantly smaller. So that's been, uh, on the loan side, for me, has been one of the big pluses in that we're big enough, but we're not too big, that we can meet the needs of the majority of our customers and aggregate loan limits uh, you know, without a whole lot of red tape or even not being able to do it, you know. Just because of those uh, those capital ratio limits, so that's been really good. Conway's been fortunate over the years to have, uh, as Lori alluded to, uh, you know, back 30, 35 years ago, there were two financial institutions in town, and to see the growth and just, a savings and loan and, a, and, and an SNL for those that remember what those are, um, that that speaks to the growth in the community, uh, the number of financial options that are out there, a lot of good institutions. A lot of good individuals, uh, you know, within comprising the the staff of those uh, institutions. I'm just excited to add our name to that list and, and that long legacy of supporting the community. One of the things we've always said: strong community, strong bank, strong bank, strong community. And we'll certainly do our part uh, from an investment perspective to to put our fingerprints. You, you mentioned planting a flag, ecstatic about the new facility that's coming online. Uh, and couldn't do that without our leadership, and that speaks to the commitment of our leaders uh, and leadership group and board to the community here in Conway. So excited to excited to be our, uh, at at our chapter to the long and rich banking history here in the community. Anything else y'all would impart on the uh, the listening audience as it pertains to y'all's time here in Conway, both present and past? Well, it's just so interesting, you know, driving in uh, this morning. I mean, even, uh, you know, even getting here is different, uh, you know, sure. from Batesville. I mean, you used to have to drive through Bologna and, and all that. Now you've got a really big bypass. You just get here quickly, and then you start getting into town and all this growth and all of this stuff. And it's just so different, but still, it's Conway. And, you know. So a, other than coming to the bank, what other things bring you back? Well, I come back for an occasional soccer game. Um, I was here uh, not too terribly long ago. My, I have a 10-year-old daughter who plays 
travel soccer. She's on a traveling soccer team. And so we were here at You're the probably same. here pretty often then. Yeah, We've got a great facility. Yeah, got some really great facilities in, in excuse me, in Conway uh, for soccer in particular. Mm-hmm. And so we uh, will come down for to you know watch her play soccer. Um, and you know, occasionally I'll come down. You know, I have a few friends that I'll come and visit uh, here that are still here. And uh, so, you know, I get back occasionally. You know, Batesville's a little bit remote, mm-hmm. a little bit remote, but not too remote. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's been a lot of growth in our area in terms of expansion of highways and things like that. Yeah, your highway system's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can really, really get there is. easy. Yeah. To, I mean, when I, when I first hit Batesville, you know, back in the 90s, you had to navigate to get, you had to, you had to be going to Batesville. Mm-hmm. You had to have a map to get to Batesville. It was, it was very, very remote. And now... It's an hour and a half to Conway. Go to Bald Knob and hang a left. Yeah, and you, yeah, it. exactly. And, and at least a four lane ever, all the way. Yeah, and, you, and it was a pig trail to get from mm-hmm. Bald Knob to Baseball. But uh, but now it's just so easy. It's an hour and a half to Conway. It's an hour and a half to Little Rock. We can you know get wherever we need to go. And, Where's your family these days? In Batesville. They're in Batesville. still there. My, okay. Well, my, my, yeah, I, I'm in Batesville, of course. But my father, um, who was recently retired, uh, well, several, well, a few years ago, he splits his time between. Leland, Michigan, which is where his wife, that's kind of her ancestral home, and, and this is located about 30 minutes north of Traverse City. It's located on Lake Michigan. It's very much a little, it has a New England seaside uh, uh, village feel to Sounds it. Sounds quaint. It yes, is. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's a very, very, very neat little place. And so in the summertime, they are in Leland, Michigan, and in the wintertime, they're in Little Rock, Arkansas. So. Eric, how often you go home? Mom's still home, right? Mom uh, and my dad, they divorced several years ago, but they still live in another metropolis in, in, uh, just outside of State Garden, Humno. Okay. That's where they grew up, the area they grew up, and that's where they live now. So I rarely go back to Rumphrey unless, you know, uh, down with some friends and we're kind of reminiscing and kind of drive through town. So, uh, But I do get down to Humno on occasion to visit my folks and, and most of my relatives there, yeah. yeah. Well, I, for one, am a better guy for calling y'all, be, having the opportunity to call you gentlemen colleagues, but moreover friends. And I just want to say I appreciate y'all's friendship, uh, y'all's insight uh, back into Conway then and now, of course. And thank you for your time today and coming in and enlightening our listening audience. Tell your father I said hello. I'll do please. it. I will do it. I will do it. No, we, we enjoy, I enjoyed it always like having these conversations and uh, appreciate the opportunity. We want to thank the listening audience for listening today to Conway TNT. We hope you'll like our Facebook page and post any ideas for future podcasts there. Or you can always drop by and visit us at First Community Bank located at 1089 Front Street. I'm Grant Gordy. And I'm Lori K. Smelton. We cared about Conway then. We care about Conway now. And we will certainly care about Conway tomorrow. Take care. The views and opinions expressed in the Conway TNT podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of First Community Bank. First Community Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.